In this edition of Locked On Capitals, Darcy Kemper gets his fifth shutout of the season as the Capitals take down the Coyotes. Let's talk about that game next on this edition of Locked On Capitals. Your Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello and welcome into this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen or view of the day. Yes, this podcast is also available in video form, so head on over to YouTube and check it out. And when you're on YouTube, make sure and hit that subscribe button. And if you like the videos, give it a thumbs up or leave some comments. It really helps grow the channel. My name is Dan Holman. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at LockedOnCaps. So in this edition of Locked On Capitals, we talk about the great season of Darcy Kemper so far. Five shutouts this season. Who saw that coming at the beginning of the season? We'll talk about that in the show. Then later in the show, we will talk about the great performance of the BMW line. What am I talking about? That is the Wilson, Milano, and Backstrom line, of course. And then later in the show, we will talk about the great performance of Dylan Strom. But just to get it going here, the Capitals do, in fact, get a shutout as they take down the Coyotes and just keep rolling and playing that much better. But one player in particular is really propelling them forward. And who is that that I talk about? Darcy Kemper. Face it, let's last season, the one consistency of the Washington Capitals was the net minding. That was their greatest inconsistency all season was they they could never find a goalie or goalies that could string together multiple wins. Well, Brian McClellan and company went out and rectified that situation by going out and picking up Darcy Kemper and Charlie Lindgren. And Darcy Kemper has been killing it this season. Charlie Lindgren has been playing good as well. But in general, Darcy Kemper gets his fifth shutout uh, this season and is breaking records as he plays out there. What lies ahead for him this season? It's really kind of exciting to think about it as this Capitals team just keeps getting better and better. The Capitals veteran netminder blinked the Arizona Coyotes with 26 saves Thursday night, continuing his stellar start to his Washington career by improving to 14-11-4 with a .920 save percentage and a 2.46 goals against average in 30 games. And uh, it was one of the things that, you know, when Darcy Kemper came here, I knew he was going to be good. Of course, he came from the Stanley Cup winning Colorado Avalanche. But did anyone see that he was going to come here and play that great? I don't think anyone did. You know, a lot of the talking heads around the NHL and even some of the Capitals beat writers said, well, he played good in front of the Avalanche. And of course, is that going to translate to the Capitals? And as it turns out, it has. And just a pleasant surprise going forward. Capitals did spend a lot of money on him, but they took care of the biggest problem of last year, and that was netminding. And that is why the Capitals are rolling right now with shutouts against the Coyotes, Nashville Predators, Calgary Flames, New York Rangers, and Columbus Blue Jackets. 
The 32-year-old has two more zero-goal outings than any other netminder in the league. He's the first goalie in Capitals history to post five or more shutouts in his first 30 starts to begin a season. Just take a look at that. And you know, one of the things I talked about is I get a lot of negativity on Twitter and on YouTube. People saying, well, why do you think that that Darcy Kemper is such a great netminder? Well, he's having a historic season. That might have something to do with it. And then, you know, he'll get a loss and people are say, see, I told you he was a whole a horrible goalie. Yeah, he's not a robot. He is a hockey player. So, of course, he's not going to win every outing that he is out there. But when he is playing, he has been playing as of late, dialed in and just really playing well. And ultimately, what is keeping the Capitals going forward in a positive direction? His total body of work has been just as impressive. Kemper has racked up 811 saves with 71 goals allowed, joining Olaf Kolzig as the only Capitals goaltender to stop at least 800 shots and allow 75 goals or fewer over their first 30 starts of a campaign. Should he continue his current pace and reach 50 starts, his numbers would put him among the best single season the Capitals have ever seen between the pipes. Wow, those are quite the accomplishments. Those are quite the accolades when you think about it. For me, I do think that the Capitals have the best netminder tandem in all of the NHL, except for the Bruins. The Bruins are just killing it this season. So to even be in that same category, to have that same tandem quality is just really impressive considering the two seasons before, that's all they had was inconsistency. You never knew if they were going to win. Subsequently, both of those goalies have gone on to other teams and are playing pretty good, all things considered. So, I mean, it's mutually beneficial for Samsonov and Vanacek for them to go on and do bigger and better things good for them. But I am happy right now where the Capitals are at. I've heard a lot of people say, well, the Capitals should have hung on to, to Vitek Vanacek on this team. No, we saw that. We tried to retread that tire for two years, and it didn't work. So the Caps are in a good position to have uh, Darcy Kemper and Charlie Lindgren in there. And the good thing about this team is that they have so much depth on this team that even when Kemper went out, Hunter Shepard came up and uh, was a good uh, player to have as a good backup. Granted, he didn't get his opportunity to really shine out there. I have no doubt in my mind, considering how well he played for Hershey, he would have done an equally good job on the Capitals. Threw a long shot to compete with Vesna Trophy this season, uh, tied for 13th in the NHL. Kemper has still been the reliable goalie uh, the Capitals have been searching for the last few seasons. Washington allowed 2.20 goals per 60 minutes at even strength with him on the ice this year for the seventh best rate in the league. In two seasons with Sam Sonoff and Vanacek, the Capitals allowed 2.68, tied for 17th. So that is a noticeable difference, and make no mistake about it, the Capitals playing well has due in large part to what they have in the net, and that is what they need going forward to keep propelling them going forward. The great position that they're in is that when Kemper went down, you know, usually there's a bit of a leg there, like, well, you got your number one, and then down here you got your number two down here. Not the case. Charlie Lindgren was a backup goalie in name only. Charlie Lindgren helped solidify that net-minding position 
So the Capitals went on that great run in the month of December where they went from a lackluster October, November to just killing it in December. And they did that because they finally took care of a position that uh, had given them so many problems the last couple seasons. So the success of the Caps, of course, can be said and due in large part to Kemper, to Lindgren, and that's what they need going forward. Just that solid net minding out there going, and I think the Capitals will be in a really good position going forward. Uh, while Charlie Lindgren was just as impressive starting in Kemper's stead when he was on the iron December, the latter has reinforced his standing as the team started with a 6-2-2 record and a, a .926 save percentage in his 10 starts since his return. If he remains healthy the rest of the way, the Capitals have a few new additions to make to their history books. That in was written there in NBC Sports Washington. And just, again, just as a feeling uh, of the net minding, you know, the last couple seasons has been so frustrating for them to finally have rectified that situation. That is what is huge for me. All right, so after the break here, we are going to talk about another uh, situation on the Capitals that's really helping them and propelling them forward, and that is the BMW line. Who am I talking about? It's Wilson, Milano, and Backstrom. Who thought those players would have such great chemistry together? Obviously, they do. We'll talk about them next. For a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories, then you got to try a Built Bar. We just got through the holidays, and I know my goal is to eat a little healthier. If you're like me, you want to eat healthier but don't want to compromise taste, then, man, I've got the thing for you. you got to try a Built Bar. With Built Healthy is actually tasty. Seriously, they're so delicious you won't think they're good for you. Perfect for your New Year's resolution. So what makes Built Bar so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Yeah, that's that's right, real chocolate, and they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, and coconut almond. I'm not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like candy bars while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even more be- uh, important about it is they only have 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't need to wait around to get a Built Built Bar box sent to you in the mail. For years, we've been talking about going to Built.com and having them sent to you. Now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today, walk to the pharmacy section, and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-box bars of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. If you're close to Sam's Club, you can run and grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavors brownie batter and churro you can thank me later right welcome back into this edition of locked on capitals where it's your team every day in this next segment here we are going to talk about the bmw line and uh, that was something that I heard recently or uh, where they talked about Wilson, Milano, and Backstrom finding such good chemistry together. As we know that Tom Wilson came back to this lineup, you know, missing all of the season. And it was a bit of a slow start. Everyone, including myself, was talking about team chemistry, you know, that on paper it seemed like with Wilson and Backstrom returning, it should just be like a flip getting switched and they should automatically be playing that much better. Well, that wasn't the case at first, but Peter Laviolette was continued to keep shaking up the lineups, shaking them up until he found a match that worked. And it does appear that that is the next great line for the Capitals. 
And uh, we hope that they can keep building on that. When Nick Backstrom and Tom Wilson drew back into the mix, it took a few games for them not to not only get back up to speed, but for head coach Peter Laviolette to see what they had in best fit. And after some mixing and matching, Laviolette found the answer in Sonny Milano. Again, just a real pleasant surprise to this team. I got to say, as I talked about in other podcasts, he was picked up on a PTO from the Calgary Flames, kind of just disregarded in the NHL, but Brian McClellan and company found a diamond in the rough. They signed the guy for $775,000. That's some real bargain shopping in NHL terms. And when you take a look at it, back at January 13th practice, Laviolette put Backstrom, Milano, and Wilson together. Since then, the trio has taken off and four games into their time together. The BMW line is making strides and proving to one of the team's top combinations at five on five rights, Washington Hockey Now. And, you know, that is kind of an interesting thing that they attach titles to certain Lines that are out there, you, you know, there's the perfection line. We've pretty much heard them all, but the BMW line fits. And if they can continue to get that great production, I say go with it. It's been great, Milano said, of playing with Backstrom and Wilson. Obviously, two experienced players. I try to just follow their lead and create a lot of space. So it's definitely nice playing with them. And I do think that the sky is the limit for Sonny Milano when you think about it. He has been mixed and matched on different lines throughout this team, and it seems like no matter where he plays, he always excels. And that is the positive thing for the Caps, signing Sonny Milano to this team. As I talked about, this team doesn't have a lot of room for as far as cap space is concerned. So for Brian McClellan to be able to find Sonny Milano at a bargain basement price, and not only to find him, but to have an honest, great player on a team like that, that's not something that you see too often, but the Caps and Brian McClellan seem to have a knack for that. See Brett Conley, see Devontae Smith-Pelly. Um, there's just a long history of the Capitals and Brian McClellan doing that. With the exception of a few minutes during the Minnesota game, the combo has been thriving together and bouncing off each other while improving with each game as it goes by. At even strength, the trio has combined for an overwhelming 70.17 expected goals for percentage. Without the trio on the ice, uh, that drops to 52.40 at even strength. Backstrom, Wilson, and Milano have played 4019 together on ice at 5-on-5 five five and have bounced off each other. It each members of the trio begins something different on the table. Backstrom is obviously the playmaker and catalyst who drives the play up ice and can make the right passes with ease. Wilson brings the boom and the physicality, and he gets up to those high danger area and also reads the ice well while utilizing his size and heavy shot. And that was one of the things that I talked about as well yesterday um, was that, you know, having Tom Wilson back on this team is noticeable. It's the intimidation factor. What do I mean when I say the intimidation factor? If you watch the Coyotes game, there was a situation where Jensen and Eller were kind of mixing it up in the corner uh, with some Coyotes players. And guess who rolled in like the sheriff, like I talked about, Tom Wilson. And guess what? Everyone else just kind of scattered away. They're like, oh, you know, I didn't know you were bringing Tom Wilson over here. I guess everything's okay. I do think that a situation like that could have escalated to something else if it wasn't for someone like Wilson out there, perhaps Garnet Hathaway out there. 
But just to have Wilson out there, going out there, and kind of just doing what he does best, he didn't even need to drop the gloves. It's just his reputation precedes him. Just the the thought that he's going to drop the gloves and fight you, that makes most guys that are smaller than him just kind of scatter away. So the guys that think they're tough, all of a sudden they don't feel quite as tough when he rolls into the situation. That's the intimidation factor. That's what was missing from the Caps earlier this season. That is what's going to propel them forward. I do believe it. Um, you know, you take a look at Wilson, he is a bit of a four leaf clover out there. There's not a lot of guys out there that can have that kind of intimidation and not just intimidation, but great goal scoring. So I do see big things going forward on that BMW line. What is the big thing about that line that has such magic? So Milano is the playmaker. He's the goal scorer and Backstrom is the brains of the whole operation. He leads the team in assists. So he's great at setting up his wingers and leading to great scoring scoring opportunities. Milano's a great goal scorer. So is Tom Wilson. And so is Nick Backstrom in his, in his own right. It seems so obvious right now because it is working so well. You know, it's just really great that Peter Laviolette had the mind and his assistant coaches, I'm sure had their input on as well. As long as, you know, as looking at game film and that kind of thing to just show that there's that great chemistry on that line. And I hope that they can have that going forward because that's what the Capitals need to to do right now. It's a push for the playoffs. So for them to have that consistency with the BMW line, I'm all in on that. And it's a good compliment to the fourth line that the Capitals have as well. All right. So after the break, we'll also talk about another player that was instrumental in helping the Capitals win Against the Coyotes, who am I talking about? We'll talk about him next. Right. Welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it's your team every day. In this next segment here, we will talk about a player that has come to this team. And how did this guy come to the team? And who am I talking about? Well, I'm talking about in this next segment is Dylan Strom, who kills it out there. Dylan Strom came to this team to be kind of a stopgap in Nick Backstrom's absence. The perception was that Backstrom was going to miss the lion's share of this season. If he was going to come back, you know, based on previous players that had this kind of procedure done, he's going to come back at the tail end of the season or maybe the beginning of next season. Nick Backstrom came back in January, defying all odds. So it kind of put the Caps in an interesting position in the regard that they signed Strom to be to fill in in Nick Backstrom's absence. So what were they going to do with him? Um, you know, Dylan Strom, who scored two goals in the game, is really kind of proven his worth. He doesn't need to just play center. He can play wing. Uh, the thing about Dylan Strom, he's on a one-year deal, restricted free agent. I think the capital should do their level best to bring him back. Where is he going to fit in? Well, there's a lot of different possibilities there. Lars Eller is on the last year of his deal. Do I see Lars Eller coming back to this team I don't see that being the case. So that would be a really good fit for someone like Dylan Strom or Connor McMichael or Hendrix here, something like that. Um, but as far as Strom is concerned, just a positive acquisition for the Caps. If you take a look, you know, I don't really know what's going on out with the, with the Blackhawks out there. It just seems like they're kind of wandering out in the wilderness. For them to disregard a player 
like Dylan Strom kind of just defies all logic. In 2015, Strom went third overall to the Coyotes, but things never really worked out between the two, which resulted in a trade to the Blackhawks in his first game at Mullet Arena. In his first game against his former club since joining D.C., Strom made an immediate impact. Just over three minutes into the game, number 17 tipped his 10th of the season to make it one to nothing. He leads all Capitals forwards and goals. Uh, off tip-ins, deflections this season. He struck again in the third on an easy layup courtesy of Evgeny Kuznetsov. Through 11 career games against Arizona, Strom has five goals and two assists for seven points. He is now on pace to hit 19 goals and is on pace to hit a career-high 59 points this season. He has fit in perfectly in D.C. as with Milano, and he is making a great case for an extension to boot rights Washington hockey. Now, I do believe that if they do not find a way to have Dylan Strom on this team or sign him to a new deal, then I don't know what's going on because he's not an easy person to replace. And I know what people are going to say. Well, they have someone down in Hershey that could take his place. Dylan Strom has, a, he's a playmaker. He's got a good eye for the rink. And what do I mean when I say that? Some guys are, you know, good at the bumper position. Just shoot it to me and I'm going to shoot it in. Or if you pass it to him, he has the ability to see the ice on a wider level. So he's, he's got kind of the same attributes, I guess you could say, as Nick Backstrom. He sees the ice well and is also chipping in and scoring those really great goals. Again, just a really Positive acquisition by Brian McClellan in the offseason. If you took a look at it at the time, it was Connor Brown. We kind of know what happened to him. He got injured and is probably going to miss the rest of the season. But Dylan Strom was one of the guys that, you know, there was a lot of positivity about him coming to this team. And he has done nothing but prove his worth. That has to be one of the Capitals' biggest things that they have to do in the offseason is sign Strom to a new deal. He plays such a huge role on this team that they would be foolish to let someone like him get away. I do think that he has all the values. He has all the tenacity, the playmaking. And you know, the good thing about that Strom, I notice is you can kind of mix and match them wherever you can put him. you know, on wing, you can put him at center, you can put him on the first or fourth line, wherever he seems to excel, wherever he plays in all fairness. I don't think he's played on the fourth line, but I bet he would play great out there. Um, and that's one of the key attributes to a player like that is to kind of like a Connor Sherry, you can put him out there and wherever you put him, he excels. And that, you know, you can't really quantify that. Uh, the interesting position, of course, is that he has played so well this year, is that what is the asking price going to be for someone like Dylan Strom? I hope the Capitals can find a way to keep him on here if they have to move some players around. You know, it's an interesting question. Well, who would you move out? There's a lot of questions that are on the Caps that are going into the offseason. The biggest one is who's going to be on their blue line since all of them are going to be unrestricted free agents, um, except for John Carlson and you know, Alexiev and uh, Faravari restricted. So a ton of questions for this Caps team going forward. But their biggest mission out there is to keep Dylan Strom on this team. There are certain players that are kind of irreplaceable. I think they should do their level best to keep him on here if they want to keep the goal scoring and the great playmaking going forward. All right, I want to thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it's your team every day. My name is Dan Holmey, and I'll talk to you again next time.